as soon as you press the start broadcast button, my cat walked in and meowed. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that from a mic as well. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I want some attention now. Where are you? Who touched a thermostat? <laughs> oh, he's here. No, he's, he's, he's right under my chair too. Oh, <laughs> righty then. We'll have a slight little Ace Ventura moment as we uh, as we head to Google. Like, You know what comes up when you, uh, when you Google Unicron? No, what comes up when you go? No, good, good, good. You know, someone answered eventually. Uh, people, people also ask: Is Unicron evil? Yeah, probably. Is Unicron a Decepticon? Probably not. Mm, Who built not. Unicron? Whoever asked that question is in for a massive disappointment. And is Unicron in Transformers: The Last Night? Also, a massive disappointment. Hello, and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We're bringing you Transformers news that might have a uh, slightly Unicron theme this week from around the world and around the planet and around the planet eater. Uh, this week is, is episode 196. We are recording live on Monday, the 29th of July, 2019. It's a special edition Monday night podcast. We will be talking about Unicron, 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 and I believe... Um, Unicron. Yeah, I'm being t- I'm being told Unicron as well. Uh, and there'll be a few other figures that came up at SDCC. It's been a while, and this is the first time we've had a chance to get together and chat about it. All that and more is coming up after this. Welcome to the show. I am Jason. Joining me this week, we have the uh, we have the uh, Australian Transformers Weekly Classic Edition with myself, Brad, and Max. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Been doing all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Max, I've seen I've seen your photos from up a mountain. Yeah, went up mountains again. Sort of. I've become like that. Per- I've become one of those people who go skiing every year, but I do mm-hmm. it really cheaply, so I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's figures to buy. Yeah, of course. You've got to prioritise, you see. No, yeah, yeah. So so you do the shit version of skiing so that you can buy the shit version of figures. Yeah, fi- fi- uh, skiing, food, it's all all pounds in comparison to what's actually important in life. Pot noodles? Yeah, of course. It's yes. gourmet. <laughs> so none of that gourmet shit. <laughs> uh, you know, I must confess I've actually been having a... I've been having a bit of a cheap couple of weeks in terms of... Um, in terms of meal preparation as well myself, I have been, uh, I have discovered the wonder that is a frozen frozen bag of Dim Sims and warming them up in the microwave on a uh, on a cold winter's afternoon. Uh, can't beat it for a nice little a nice little snack, nice and easy to do. Um, and the only way you could beat them is possibly steaming them instead of microwaving them. But who's got time for that? So, no, they get cooked here a lot of the time in the microwave. Yeah, the yeah. Blood wrap over them and. They steam in there. Yeah, they're like it's like steaming them. It's fine. Yeah. People who people who are uh, listening to the uh, the podcast from outside of Australia are just like, why the fuck you put Tim Sims in a microwave? Whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, I will also point out that uh, the pork Tim Sims are good. The chicken Tim Sims leave a little to be desired. That is the quick lightning review. Uh, Brad, how are you doing? You've you've been out you've been out and about in uh, Shepparton the last uh, last couple of uh, last couple of days of the weekend. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's nearly been a year since I've been to a convention. Um, 
both for a personal visit or to represent the club. And this last week, Nerdmania come around again, and it was their fifth year and their biggest year yet. So it's good to see that's growing. And um, yeah, getting to meet a lot of people, getting the figures out. Very select, <laughs> a lot of figures this time because uh, my van sold a couple of weeks ago. So I had to cram all that stuff into a very small space with display with a display case anyway i know i know a little bit about cramming things into yeah. a small space in here at the yeah. moment <laughs> oh dear max i think you might be the only one who has a full-size display going at the moment yeah what oh actually no that's not true brad you, you Brad's have got a stuff out of the shed. you have a full-size display it's just a pile of boxes next to it that's true that's true yeah um a nice little sort of... ramp for the cat to get up there onto the shelves <laughs> believe me he doesn't need one um so i haven't i haven't finished obviously putting together the displays in the study but i have noticed that on the on the bottom shelf like i know why in the old place i put boxes and things in boxes on the bottom shelf and i'd forgotten that when i was throwing some stuff together in in my new place and then i realized yesterday when i was looking around i'm like why have all the figures on the bottom shelf been knocked over Hmm. <laughs> the cat has been wandering through the bottom shelf and knocking things over as he goes. Is he still behind me? There's only one suspect. He's, he's always behind no, me. The, no, the, no, there's two suspects, right? Because oh. there's a dog as well. But oh. the, do, the dog is asleep asleep in his uh, in his room at the moment. So like, he, he's probably not going to come over here. Anyway, so Nerdmania. Um, Nerdmania being done. What is, uh, what is next? On the uh, on the club's agenda, Brad, we've got uh, we've, we we've got elections coming up. Yeah, um, it's membership stuffs packs are going out. Um, emails will go out the first week or next week um, of August for uh, those that signed up in July. You'll be in the giveaway for the uh, Amazon exclusive Nemesis Prime from Power of the Primes, the Voyager or Leader, whatever. <laughs> I think it's a Leader actually. Um, he is an evolution leader. That's the one. And, um, and yeah, after that, we'll be calling for helpers election for the committee and uh, looking at the birthday party, birthday celebrations going forward. The birthday party. The, so the club's birthday party uh, is kind of like the Queen's birthday. It can happen whenever we feel like it. Um, I think we've decided that we were going to do it on Australia Day this year, didn't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not sure that it did either because it turns out everyone gets busy on Australia Day. So uh, like the Queen's birthday, we're just going to come up with another date and figure it out from there. And like the yeah. Queen's birthday, you're welcome to take the day off work for it. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. That's 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 excellent permission giving there, Max. I, I approve. <laughs> yeah, I approve. It would be a mug if he doesn't let you have the day off. <laughs> uh, something, else that, uh, something else that your employer might be a mug if he doesn't let you have. Cool. That's a Quick. cue. Brad's Brad's getting Brad's getting the screen share ready, and I'll just edit this part out. That's me. Present to everyone. You don't need that one. Because I need that one. No. No. Oh, I need to get the other one. Yeah. Here we go. There, there <laughs> it is the chaos bringer Unicron. While we have one. <laughs> Oh, look at no, like yes, it, it has been it has been a very chaotic fan base the last couple of weeks. Hasbro revealed at SDCC that uh, their their what do they call them? Haslab, their um, sort of experimental offshoot, uh, 
there you go. There's their logo. HasLab has been working away in the background on a very big project. Uh, Unicron is HasLab's first Transformers project, and he is enormous. He is seven. He stands seventy centimeters tall in robot mode. I'm not sure whether that's like, not sure whether that's toe to horn tip or if it's just sort of to the top of his head or not. But he's huge. He's huge. You can you can probably slow down on the photos there, Brad. I'm just trying to find one that. <laughs> Give some scale. There's one there next go. to Fort Max. There you go. No, no, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah. What are we looking at now? It's got two fully grown men sitting there with Unicron on a table, and he is standing up to their shoulder. Have you ever seen a koala? It's bigger than that. He's probably also just as likely to bite you. <laughs> um, in fact, yes, definitely he is because he has he has teeth in his mouth as well. So this this guy is extremely detailed. Um, there's lots of there's lots and lots of photos of prototype bits and pieces coming up there. Um, product not final. I like that. That's that's useful. So um, Hasbro has announced that Unicron is a crowdfunding project by Haslab. Now they need to raise. They need to get eight thousand people to back this project by the end of August at a price of a whopping 575 US dollars. He is the biggest and most expensive Transformer ever created. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're not going to not going to make their crowdfunding project. Uh, they're not, not going to make their crowdfunding goal because uh, they are currently at about, I think, what, what are we, two or three weeks into the project? They're at 2,000 backers. Oh, wow. Now, yeah, it's not happening. No, it's not. It's not. It's not happening. That's it. Unicron's done. Let's move I on mean, to the okay, next no. story. <laughs> I mean, the figure's happening, obviously. How well, it happens? No, so so th so this is an interesting thing. The the crowdfunding has drawn a lot of criticism because it is US and Canada only, and there are very there are various reasons for that, right? Um, Hasbro obviously doesn't want to have to figure out um, international logistics for shipping out this gigantic motherfucking piece of plastic. Well, it's buying a plane ticket. <laughs> oh, well, really. that, that's kind of the thing. You might you might as well just fly over and get them to ship it to your hotel if you if you're there yeah. temporarily. But um, it's drawn a lot of criticism because um, there is the rest of the planet, and Hasbro has Hasbro's really been fobbing off complaints about uh, about the U.S. and U.S. and uh, U.S. and Canada only. There's a so just to pause from there. There's a good comparison there. Fort Max, previous largest transformer ever, twenty three inches tall. Unicron, twenty seven inches tall, over twenty seven. So it looks like he's about sort of head and shoulders above Fort Max. Uh, and then there's all the pointy bits that sit on Ooh. top as well. And that's just height, not width too. Like he's he's probably three Fort Maxes wide by the time you add the um the ring the the ring in. Probably a little. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely with the uh, the wings and stuff. Oh, yeah. So uh, so 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 to go back to this, right? So Hasbro's drawn a lot of criticism because basically they need to crowdfund this from eight thousand sales to US and Canadian fans only, and those of us who are willing to sort of go out on a limb and crowdfund it and figure out how to forward it through our freight forwarders. Um, the short the short version is that they're not going to do it. They they they're not going to get eight thousand people. If they've if they've managed to get two thousand now, I don't think they're going to get to eight thousand. Most crowdfunding projects, they, they most crowdfunding projects get most of their backers in the opening and closing hours of their of their uh, project. So, what we can expect to see in the lead up to the end of this is that Hasbro 
who has already gone out and uh, they've, they've gotten a lot of publicity uh, on, on the, their Unicrone project. It's been all over sites like Gizmodo and Kotaku and a lot of places that don't traditionally cover Transformers news. They've had um, pictures of Unicron and stuff because it's at SDCC, so like, you may as well. But I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. People are saying that, well, you know, if they were actually, if they were open to shipping it internationally um, and taking money from international fans, they might make it to 8,000. And I think it's very likely that they might if they were to do that. I wonder if we might see a bit of a, an opening of the um, of the floodgates to US uh, to non-US orders in the next few weeks. Price-wise, though, let's let's have a bit of a look at uh, at what goes on around the web. So Hasbro Pulse, which is the place that you log in if you want to back the HasLab uh, crowdfunding, it is five hundred and seventy-five US dollars to back it, and you have to pledge the full amount by the end of August. Now that's eight hundred and thirty dollars. That is a lot of money. A lot of people just they can't suddenly drop almost a thousand dollars on a figure with the, within the space of a month or so okay. uh hasbro pulse also will not ship outside of the us but you can of course uh try and back it from a freight from a freight forwarder and figure it out from there or get someone to get someone to ship it for you um look there's probably lots of people who'd be happy to receive a nine kilogram package of unicron and forward it onto you um if you do, if you if, if you want to back it and you've got a little more money than cents, uh, Big Bad Toy Store has it listed at seven hundred and seventy-five US dollars. Yeah. Now that that is an eye-watering difference. Of, that is a one thousand one hundred and twenty dollars Australian. Now there is a there is an advantage to this, however, though, because um, depending on your views on on online transaction. Giving your money to Big Bad Toy Store might be a little bit safer than backing a crowdfunding that is not going through a recognized crowdfunding platform, although I doubt that Hasbro is going to nick off with everyone's money. However, Big Bad Toy Store requires $150 deposit, so it's less initial outlay for you. They take on the financial risk of you know, what, might, what might happen over the next year or so. Uh, it is, however, undoubtedly way more expensive. That's a $200 premium over the crowdfunding. Uh, now... In the meantime, Takara Tomy Mall has been announced as the only official non-US uh, non-US way to back this uh, to back. Well, not even to back, but to pre-order the figure, and it's a good it's it's sort of a good halfway point between the Hasbro price and the Big Bad Toy Store price. It's seventy-five thousand yen. That comes out to about nine hundred dollars. Now, again. One of the good things about Takara Tomy Mall is that you don't actually need to pay until it's closer to the shipping time. What's not clear, though, is whether or not pay, doing a pre-order on Takara Tomy Mall is, in fact, the same thing as adding one to that back account on Hasbro Pulse. Now, there is uh, since we wrote this for the uh, weekend show, there has been one more retailer that's entered the fray. That is Robot Kingdom. Now, Robot Kingdom is advertising the figure at US $585. Uh, which is a $10 premium over Hasbro's crowdfunding price. That's pretty good. Robot Kingdom has, is known to have pretty terrible shipping prices to Australia, though. <laughs> However, I do think that what they're probably going to end up doing is just chucking it over to a courier, so you'll probably pay by volumetric uh, size and weight of the box. So you probably are not likely to get screwed too badly, or at least any more than everyone else. So... Robot Kingdom might be a good place to go. Now, if you're if you're if you're worried that you can't scrape together the 
you know, eight to nine hundred dollars before the end of August, then pre-ordering from a retailer might be a way to go. And that's what I'm thinking of doing as well. So I am straight out, I'm I, I'm, I'm straight up not really going to buy it, but I'm, I am thinking maybe I'll buy it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. What, what, what do you guys think, Brad? Max, are you are you likely to jump on the Unicron train? Are you going to get on the U train? The U one? Uh, <laughs> I wish I was, to be honest. I mean, because it's an impressive looking figure. And I'm not entirely opposed to the idea of a price or the crowdfunding thing. Um, I think it's it's not the greatest situation in the world, but I don't. I'm not inherently against it. I don't but think the price me is personally, bad. it is a prohibiting factor that I just can't. I, I just can't do it really, um, and I'm never going to be able to do it. Brad. A few are forgetting back when we got Metroplex and a lot of the Titans that come out, they were really on the edge of how much they were, it was costing to build or to make those figures. And once they all went on clearance, there was no money coming into Hasbro at all for those. Um, they've tried it before with yeah, their Metroplex. Yeah, I want to stop you there, actually, because I am not of the opinion that Titans are that expensive for Hasbro to produce versus the amount of money that they get from selling them. If you recall last year we managed to get a bit of a look at how much Maya pays for Trypticon, for which they charge $300 unless he's on clearance for $150. But even that was 100% markup from their buy price at $77. Yeah. yeah. I think Hasbro makes plenty of money off the Titans. And I think I, I think unless they are going out at absolute bargain, ba bargain basement prices, which retailers will not let them go unless they're making money on them, like, unless they're really going out at absolute bargain basement prices, I think Hasbro's doing just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And Takara tried this before with their um with their Metroplex when they're gonna because their um their version they're gonna try and re-release as well and it didn't work, but it looks good. Yeah. I, I, I get the price for the size considering it's um only a couple hundred dollars more than MP ten V two, whatever whatever thirty six is or forty six, whatever we're up to now, but um. Yeah, no, I've got. I don't even have anywhere I'd put him. So you've got a whole shed. <laughs> I, I mean, don't you, think the roof would hold the weight. Well, I was going to say, like, you you could literally suspend him from the roof of your shed, and like you could you could recreate so many scenes. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and I. I wish the um the reissue Unicron had come out last year or the year before. I'd actually got here so I could have a version of Unicron, but um, it won't be this one now. We might get to some other stories later that have a Unicron I might be able to get, but I just the, the price and the, the dealing with having to get it aren't, aren't something I'm really actively going to be chasing at the moment. Yeah, look, getting getting him here is kind of annoying. Um, you've got a you've got a couple of you've got a couple of options if you go via. So if you go via Big Bad Toy Store, you could again ship to a freight forwarder, but you you will at least benefit on um, on not having to pay the full amount right up. Uh, yeah. Right off the bat. yeah. Uh, if you go via Robot Kingdom, you're probably just gonna have to wear whatever shipping they have, but they also have the cheapest buy price. And if you go via Takaratomi Mall, they will only ship in in Japan, but you could try going via a freight forwarder like Treasure Japan, whom I've used before and I quite like. So. There's a few options there. There is one other. There's one other massive, uh, massive thing that we need to talk about with the <laughs> massive, massiveness that is Unicron. He is not coming out this year. 
he's also not coming out next year. If this actually gets backed and goes to production, we will not see it until 2021. So well, my I sit here, and this is why I'm thinking of backing it, right? Well, my I sit here and just go, nah, I've got no room in, got no room in the study. I might not be in this study by the mm. time by the time we come to 2021, and uh, when it comes time for Unicron to ship, I might not be in this room. I might, I might hopefully not be in this house. Um, but like, I, I will hopefully have a, a better room to display things in and house my collection. So. Like it's entirely possible that by that time I will have a place for Unicron. Yeah, man. Brad could put up an extra shed in the time <laughs> between Unicron being backed and shipping. What do you say, Brad? Space shed. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a hard judgment call to make, you know, because it's part of a whole, you know, you're supposed to put a lot of faith and it's... And it's part of Hasbro asking quite a lot here. Where Hasbro are asking having, quite a lot of fans, aren't they? Yeah, you, you are. You know, you're having to invest. You're having to throw down all that money, like in August, right? So get it all together by then, and but still do that with the knowledge that it's going to take two years for it to come out. And so it's. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it, I don't even know why it's taken two years, to be honest, because it looks pretty done. So, so uh, well, I think what we're looking at is pretty clearly prototypes, right? The They said that they've spent at least 18 months on this already. Um, and in fact, Brad, if you can just open up one of those pictures at the top left there. There you go. Uh, so they also, had, they also had this awesome little uh, floating unicron head above their standard SDCC. Just that's almost the it's almost the thing that everyone wants to see is the uh, the floating unicron head circling Cybertron. Um yeah look Hasbro is asking a lot of fans here and I think in many cases they're in, in many ways they're really testing the waters to see just how far they can actually push their fans. I've been saying for a while that I think there's room for something that sits above the masterpiece line in terms of collectibles and Maybe this is it. I mean, look, they've pushed they've pushed the masterpiece line into the stratosphere anyway. But um, what 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 could go above masterpiece except you know Unicron himself? Yeah, I mean, he's even, he's even <laughs> basically in scale with the masterpiece lines almost. You do you, do you remember like a while ago we were talking about what would happen if someone produced a two scale Unicron? And we said it would basically be the size of your doorway. This is not far off. He is seventy centimeters tall that's basically one third of my height that's a little bit a little bit uh, a little bit more than one third of my height in fact but um like he's like a child like you like you said max he's like a koala bear an angry spiky gray and <laughs> orange um uh, an angry spiky gray and orange koala bear so it's not not that different to the real ones then no and as a world's smallest collector <laughs> it's it's very <laughs> tempting <laughs> So let, let, like, let's just talk about a couple of the features on him, right? So the um, the the mouth that you've got on the screen there, or was on the screen there, just just bring that one back up. So so the mouth, the 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 uh, eating apparatus by which you feed Unicron planets, or you know like smaller transformers. Uh, apparently, every single tooth in that mouth has its own individual gear. 
yeah, that's kind of pretty there. impressive. Ponder, ponder that for a minute, right? Like there's an individual gear on every single one of those teeth. Um, if you prefer the if you prefer the Marvel comics, look for Unicron where he has quite pronounced teeth, whereas which he did not have in the movie. Uh, you can flip the teeth back in the mouth to hide them. Uh, there's they've just they've they've they thought of so many details with this as well. And I also love the fact that the I also love the fact that unlike the Unicron toys that we've had, uh, the Armada Unicron being sort of the most famous, this one is a full sphere. Uh, so like there's 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 plenty of issues with actually trying to fit a, a transformer inside a sphere. So like it's imp it's pretty impressive. You can see there some of the um some of the the work on the teeth around the the gaping maw that is Unicron, and also them trying to hold them together as well. <laughs> Joints are popping. <laughs> yes, but I mean the sheer the sheer engineering that's gone into this into this figure is I mean, it's, it's practically unparalleled. This is the kind of thing that we used to we we used to dream of figures like this when we were, when we were younger. If you remember, you remember the uh, the G one Unicron that went unreleased, and we might look at that and just go, ha ha, you know, he, he doesn't look a thing like Unicron and stuff, but he still would have been huge. And he would have had he would have dwarfed every other transformer in your collection, and you would have loved it for that. And now here we are in 2019 with engineering capabilities of building toys that look so much more so much more accurate and so much closer to what we saw on screen in the movie, with all this additional detail as well, all these lines and stuff that can be painted, and uh, it is, really is a feat of engineering. And I think I'm convincing myself to buy the bloody thing. <laughs> well, even looking at the scale and what they're actually doing here, sort of price-wise, you're looking at the high-end 3A statues and the detail mm. they have here. Because it's a G1 character, you don't need to be as super detailed as a movie movie figure, um, but it transforms and it's a little bit under the price or even the Prime 1 stuff. Again, you're sort of reaching the height of some of those statues with the robot mode, but it's half the price and it transforms. So... I don't think there's any argument from me that the price isn't worthy of it. It's just when you start getting figures this big, as we see with them trying to keep it together, that it suffers under its own weight a little bit. But um, yeah. So, uh, so speaking of suffering under his own weight, uh, I noticed at SDCC the robot mode uh, required the stand, and I was wondering whether or not that would actually uh, be required. It turns out the answer is no, he can stand on his own, but they didn't want him to fall over if anyone ran into the cabinet. <laughs> well, and prototype too. I'm sure there was some joints that weren't quite holding it together as much as they like. Almost, almost certainly, yes. It'd be interesting to see how something of that size does hold itself up when, if, if even when the final thing comes out. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of bulk. If you just go to that photo on your bottom right there, uh, Brad, uh, up in the middle now. Uh, yeah, oh, next, right one, next one to the right. Yeah. yeah, even so, oh god, look at that! But look at that! Just look at that! So there's plenty of bulk in those legs to hold him up. Yeah, it's know. quite a it's a good decision to concentrate the kibble. Onto those yes. lower legs. Yeah, I, I agree. So um, there's been a bit made about his back, uh, and the 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 fact that he's got a bit of a backpack on him. But like, I don't I don't know anyone to whom that's actually important. There you go. If you, right. That's one nine oh two. It's fine. He's you're gonna take a robot mode that obviously doesn't turn into a sphere and make it turn into a sphere. 
he also has to change his dominant color. So it, it makes sense, but that's going to be there. And if you're already complaining about the $800, if you want more of that stuff to disappear, add a few, add another zero or two to the price. <laughs> Very true. It's interesting. Speaking of the transformation, like it is, it's clear that they have so much love for this project. Like I mean, there's a video floating around somewhere of John Warden on the show floor. I think it was talking about how they like specifically designed it so that, you know, his arms would, Come out from the back of the planets because that's how they that's did it. That's how in the did movie. in the movie, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just little things like that. It's like clear they really have a passion for it. Mm, yeah. So um, I started down on this line of thought earlier, but unlike the uh, unlike the Unicron that we got in, say, I think it was two thousand and two in the Armada line, this guy's actually a full sphere. Uh, the the old Armada Unicron and all of his repaints have only sort of been about a half sphere and. It's you just sort of like sit it down and have it look like a popcorn maker, um, a, 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 a gray and orange spiky popcorn maker that wants to tear your face off, but a popcorn maker nonetheless. And so, yeah, the, the, the amount of engineering that goes from the previous best effort that we had at making Unicron into this, wow, it's just astonishing. Yeah, it's... um. It shows you the difference, I suppose, and it also is remarkable that it's taken this long to actually update it. Mm. Yeah, but as you said, this is going to be an ongoing story for the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Brad giving us the wind-up. Do you want to jump over four tabs on your browser there, Brad? Uh, next, oh, yeah, that'll do, that'll do, yep. that'll do. So um, with one Unicron comes, the, comes plenty of others, and... We have now heard that uh, while there's a lot of interest in Hasbro's Unicron, uh, some of the, um, let's call them KO makers, they're not third parties, they're the, they're, these, are, these guys are the KO makers, uh, they've, taken, they've taken the old Unicron mold and they're like, fuck it, let's upscale that. So they're going to make a 72-centimeter Armada <laughs> Unicron. Now... How big is the Armada Unicron anyway? He's like he's like thirty or forty, isn't he, or something? He's, he's about leader class size, I remember. Yeah, like, well, he's leader old, class? Leader, no. old leader class size. All right. You know. Yeah, no, you're no, you're right. Like he's <laughs> so you need to specify. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, I probably is about thirty centimeters. I don't know, but yeah, he's so he's a big he's a big boy, and they're basically going to double the size, make some mold enhancements, and uh, yeah, it should be should be pretty interesting. But uh, I mean, he he's not going to be a Haslab. He's not going to be a Haslab figure. No, it's going to be a whole lot cheaper. It's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be the same level of engineering or accuracy. Well, it'll be at the exact same like level that. of engineering as the 2002 Armada. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, I think it's going to be price for whoever whoever is considering this. It's going to be price ultimately. That's true. You know, is the discount significant enough that you want someone that's going to be obviously quite inferior? Yeah, I'd hope there's some ratchets being added to every joint. <laughs> I seem to recall that uh, I seem to recall that the Armada Unicron was pretty well ratcheted. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've never really dealt with it or handled it, so I don't. I'll don't have know to, on it or, or any of that, but I. Think I'll have to get it down off the shelf at my parents' place at some point and find out. As a cheaper alternative, um, although we're saying cheaper, yes, it will be cheaper than the Haslab one, but. How cheap exactly? We'll find out. In a, in a... Five hundred and sixty-five dollars. Okay, I'm joking. Oh, I was going to say I'd probably pay for the Hasleb one. And... 
Yes. Uh, so no word on who the KO manufacturer actually is, but um, yeah, there have also been uh, there've also been a number of jokes go around that uh, the uh, so Hasbro's obviously already created the designs and the mold for Unicron. So if their crowdfunding doesn't go ahead, then someone could uh, hack into Hasbro and steal the designs, pass them over to Weijang, and oh. uh, get yourself get yourself a, a cheaper Unicron anyway. But uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, look, the, the joke there is, of course, they are the same company in the first place, but whatever. <laughs> mm. All right. Let's move on from this. There is one other Unicron story that has been making its way around this week, and that is Zeta Toys has been teasing the existence of another Cron. Unicron Wars. <laughs> yes. it's a, Yeah, it's a Cron War. Um, Coming free. So... Uh, there's been a there's been a bunch of there's been a bunch of uh, figures a bunch of pictures released by Zeta, uh, but then there's also been a bunch of renders making their way around without Zeta's name attached, that purport to show a Unicron that's pretty kibble free. Now we saw the amount of kibble that was attached to the Haslab Unicron, and like there's re we don't really see a, a way that you can make Unicron without a bunch of kibble for his planet mode, unless you don't make a full sphere or anything like that. So a, a number of us, when these renders came out, said if if the renders actually do show anything that Zeta Toys is working on, because the renders were actually attributed. Uh, do, do you have the renders on the on here at all? Uh, Brad? No, not on this story. No? Oh. Um, oh, there. There we are. There we are, yeah. So, th so these renders don't have Zeta's name on them, but... Uh, they have been attached to a digital artist who posted them on his site earlier in the year. And so it's entirely possible that what we're looking at here is just some 3D modeling. Um, there's a number of things that are wrong about this Unicron versus uh, versus the official design or anything like that. He looks really nice. He looks really clean. He's missing, he's missing wing spikes. Uh, he's missing some pretty big horns. He's also missing an entire fucking planet. That right. we that we can see. I I posit that maybe they're going for a um, uh, tomorrow never dies, where he's got an inflatable backpack that actually <laughs> comes out. <laughs> <and steps right. laughs> oh, no, that that would be amazing. Um, it would also basically make Unicron Bubble Boy. Yeah, yeah. And then those um, spikes goes for a pop. <laughs> It's a one-time use. Yes, yeah, yeah. De deploy once. <laughs> um, the other option is that uh, he's an action master. He's an action master who folds up, folds over, and then you just form a planet around him. Yeah, Which... I don't know where the planet comes from. Yeah, no one knows where the planet comes from. Um, there's a figure standing in front of him that doesn't look like any figure we've seen. But, like, mm. there's... There's a lot of detail here, but I, I honestly I don't think we're looking at I don't think we're actually looking at a figure. Um, I like I feel like we're just looking at someone's rendering project. Yeah, just because there's such a lack of actual joints on the model itself, um, and could yeah, you, none of it seems quite plausible. Could you create a robot mode girl? Uh, Unicron and then a planet mode Unicron and sell it as a two pack for the same price without having the engineering involved of transformation. I don't depends, think it depends how, depends how big it is. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to that lamp 
because I know there was a plan. Yes, yes, this is, this is an interesting, an interesting point. Um, there was a Unicron lamp a couple of years ago that was available as both robot and planet mode, and I believe you had to choose. You didn't get both. No, no. So yes, may, maybe we're looking at something like that. It is so. It is interesting to see what on uh, what on Unicron on the official Unicron is different to to this one as well. Which, Initially, if you scroll back up a little bit, I looked at the I looked at the mouth design there and thought, oh, that's really quite poor. But it turns out that's actually more accurate to the cartoon. In the cartoon, he had a, he had a much more sort of um, just triangular uh, triangular horns that opened around the mouth instead of the, all of these teeth. Um, so yeah, so that's actually that's actually a little bit more accurate there uh, the representation of his mouth there. But um, and if you if you scroll down. Uh, back down a couple of photos. Apparently, apparently the uh, the saying is that that is actually the central torso for one of the Zeta toys, Bruticus, <laughs> and so that is showing just the scale of Zeta's figure, which again is not necessarily the same as these renders or even a thing. Well, that would yeah, that put these Galvatron, <laughs> Galvatron, Megatron, a lot bigger than Masterpiece scale. So actually, I actually think you would do you do well. Like if Hasbro was going to like pack in figures, they could just pack in almost a couple of the little decoy size figures or the uh, the Mega SCFs uh, size with Unicron of Megatron and Galvatron. That would be really cool. Hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know I don't really know what Zeta Toys is playing. If you go if you scroll back up to the top where they've actually got their branding on their images. I think what we're really looking at here, uh, keep going, yeah. I think what we're really looking at here is that these are pieces of the shell that would form the planet around him. And so I, so I don't think, I, I don't think we're, I don't think we're looking at something that is uh, not parts forming. I think this is, I think this is all detaching and, and they're becoming armor or something. But yeah, wh whatever it is, I'm not, I'm not really quite sure what's going on with it. They look a lot narrower than what the big the big sections on the Haslab one were. Um, whether they whether they panel form like a G one Omega or and just clip on his back, or if you just take the pieces off and sit them aside. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to tell, isn't it? Look, uh, look, this is again also something that's going to go on for a number of weeks and months and possibly years uh, until this comes out. So, like, we don't need to solve everything this week. I think. I think Zeta is probably enjoying having a little bit of a uh, little bit of time spoiling some of Hasbro's fun, um, but I also don't. I don't think. I don't think people are not backing the Hasbro one because Zeta's doing a Unicron. No, no. The best they can do here is sort of jump on a bit of the popularity at the moment of, hey, everyone's doing Unicron. Yeah, very much. Uh, I'm not sure that we've got that much else, that much more to say about the uh, the Unicrons. What do you, what do you think? Just need to um, give it a couple of weeks to see what comes out of these these other ones as well. Like by then we'll know know for sure what the uh, Haslab outcome has been. Well, yeah, so end, end end of August is the official end to the uh, the Haslab crowdfunding. So we'll see what happens. There's a bit of there's a bit of a thought that we're going to see this figure come to market anyway, even if it doesn't reach its crowdfunding total, uh, which does tend to make a mockery of the crowdfunding process if that's what actually happens. But also I think there's I think there's enough fans that are interested in it that they will be happy to 
sort of you know figure out how to fork out for it if the uh, if the figure actually does come to pass. Maybe he'll be a custom order. Maybe you know who knows? There there might be there might be something that'll go on. Mm. All right, let's move on to some other SDCC news, shall we? And that is these guys that I am I am absolutely chomping at the bit waiting for uh hasbro opening up the sdcc figure account uh i'm just going to say comic con uh figure account they announced some repaints of the voyager class figures from wave one of siege uh that is optimus prime and megatron they're doing animation color versions of those figures and they are going to be walmart exclusive now We've seen we've seen a few figures come out with um we've seen a few figures come out recently with cell shading on there on them in the uh, masterpiece line or some some KOs at least uh, people might people might implement their own uh, cell shading paint but uh, these are these are official they're made to look like uh, they're made to look like they've just stepped out of an animation cell and if I'm being perfectly honest I want them both I <laughs> I have not been very interested in I've not been very interested in a lot of siege figures because oh there's one more there whatever. Um, I've not been that interested in a lot of the Siege figures because I don't really like their um, paint job that looks like you just uh, stepped in a pile of shit. And so uh, the fact that these don't have that, those attributes, they're heavily, heavily painted, makes me way more interested in them. Also, I think they'll look good on a shelf. Mm. Yeah, it'd be nicer if we could see them in some colour other than just CG renders because... Well, you I feel like you want to show off the actual paint scheme instead of just showing us the CG. But it, it is, it's a promising idea, at least. That's true. Look, um, so the these figures are part of the 35th anniversary line. So, like, they are Siege figures, but they will have specific packing. And I believe those figures are due to come out around September. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to um, find someone to nab them for me from Walmart and ship them over to me from the States. But uh, I, they're also listed as slightly more expensive than standard Voyagers, which I guess is to be expected when you look at the paint job that's in, at play. Now, there is one other figure in here, if you just move one to the left, Brad, which is a, um, a Soundwave repaint as Sound Blaster, who is almost is also a uh, Walmart exclusive. He's basically a black Soundwave, um, but he does come with the, uh, the shit paint job. Excuse me. No, I, I'm not actively going after the siege line, but um, that Megatron and Prime would be too. I'll, I'll be keen to pick up just to have have some retail release cell shaded figures <laughs> that I haven't paid money for someone to customize. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think the appeal is largely what you were saying there in terms of just having having the cell shaded figures in a market that isn't just purely KOs of masterpieces. Mm. Because generally, if you want a cell shed figure, it's this one very specific thing that I feel like a lot of people either, you know, they're not as well-versed in a lot of things as, as others might, so they don't really have access to it, or they know about it, but they, you know, they feel they're iffy on... Yeah, morality of KOs, all that sort of stuff. So a lot of people aren't going to wind up buying those figures, whereas well, this provides an official avenue for it. Well, I mean, the, the other problem that I have is that uh, most of the most of the third party cell shaded figures look shit. <laughs> like they do, they they look like they're sitting. They look like they're sitting about one foot under under the water, and that someone's shone a light down through the water on them. There's there's just way too much 
um, shading and shining on them. But these uh, these are a lot more restrained. They've you know they've obviously um, you know they've obviously actual had actually had like you know animated animated uh, looks at these figures and how they look on film. Um, and yeah, they're not they're not just trying to make them look sort of like a, a cartoon. Like these are official references to them. So um, I'm like I, I'm really happy. I'm really happy looking at Prime and seeing the seeing the sort of the reflections in the windows and seeing how they flow onto the rest of the red on his body, uh, and seeing how the the red flows across the arms and across the legs as well. Like it makes a consistent pattern, and I really like it. Yeah, and unlike some of the KO ones in that where they're just trying to do that to sell <laughs> their shitty figures. The, this Prime is a good-looking Prime. Oh, Siege Prime has been one of the best-received Primes in years. Yeah. Yep. If they'd done a, um, a joint release with Studio Series 38 <laughs> in the same animated style, I'd be very happy, but I still need to feel that figure on its own anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that would be uh, that would be interesting. There is a so there is a uh, a joint release of Studio Series Thirty Eight along with a, a more traditional movie prime, I think, isn't there? Mm, yeah. Oh no, yeah. no, sorry, that's the Takara Tommy one. That's a more um, there's a G one uh, prime that goes with him as well. So yeah, look, look, it, it's twenty nineteen. There's lots of Optimus primes coming out. So yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, I I I'm very happy for the um. I'm very happy for the cell shaded uh, figures. Now, here's a figure that I believe you guys uh, spoke about a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Siege version of Ratchet. Now, we've seen leaks of this guy over in the last uh, over in the last little while, and he's now gone official. He was officially announced at uh, at Comic Con as a Walgreens exclusive, which is a little bit disappointing for those of us who aren't in the states with ready access to a Walgreens. Uh, however, he does appear to be coming out at Toys R Us stores in Asia. Uh, so, if you are if you're if you're near Hong Kong at the moment, he's been he's been cited a lot at Toys R Us stores in Hong Kong. Uh, he may end up at other Toys R Us stores around around Asia as well. But uh, yeah, if you're near Hong Kong, go for it. See how you go. I wonder if that too would then get onto um, Amazon Japan or not. Uh, so there's the thought is that it's a Toys R Us exclusive, so probably not. Yeah, okay. Um, but if he's if he's for general release in Asia, then it's possible that he would end up on Amazon Japan. But uh, um, you know, even that would be probably more expensive than shipping him from Hong Kong. Uh, yeah. The figure has turned up on uh, figure has turned up on eBay. If like here's a really nice looking figure. Like he's a, they've taken the Ironhide mold and they've really owned it. They've uh, they've Lay lay a lot of paint on him, and that blue window, as as you were saying in the pre-show, Brad, that blue in, blue window really really does uh, make the figure. Along with that head sculpt, I like the head sculpt with the crest on it. And uh, so, if you absolutely must have him, you can fork out about seventy dollars and get him shipped from Hong Kong now. Mm. I know people whose ratchets should be showing up sometime this week. Yeah, it is. It, it's good. impressive. Like just how much they've been able to work with mold and you know taking the ratchet from an iron hide shouldn't it doesn't sound like a like it, it doesn't seem like something that would often be uh impressive i suppose because it's quite simple really but they've only done a really good job here in just honing the mold in a, in a sense and you know really just evoking the character 
Mm. Uh, the Walgreens exclusive thing is a shame. Uh, it I would have hoped that that partic- Hasbro's particular tendency to lump fan favorite characters in as Walgreens exclusives was going to be limited to Marvel stuff, um, yeah. as it has been for a while. But now it appears it's making its way over here, which is not exactly good news. But you can so, generally get a hold so, of these fairly easily, albeit for. Uh, fairly high price. So uh, Titans Return Brainstorm ended up as a Walgreens exclusive as well. Um, he ended up not that hard to get a hold of, uh, mainly because he went shell forming in Malaysia. But um, yeah, look, look in the in the initial days of release, like he's probably going to be mainly in the US. But uh, the fact that he's already turned up in Toys R Us uh, probably gives us a bit of hope. Yeah, I always forget that that thing actually came out. Um, as a Walgreens exclusive, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let, let's let's move on. Ratchet, Ratchet is coming. We'll figure out how to get a hold of him. Um, I am looking forward to getting a hold of him. So, something I'm less less enamoured about uh, is the uh, the Siege Rainmakers three pack. It's a triple pack of Voyager figures in yellow, blue, and green colors, just like the uh, just like the Rainmakers from the cartoon. And they are the Cybertron mode Tetrajets uh, that have been fairly well received as a part of the Siege line. I'm not, I'm not really in love with them myself, and I do find that the the colours are puzzled a little bit too bright. <laughs> but we are looking at Nova Storm, Acid Storm, and Ion Storm. Um, it's been a while since we've seen. It's been a while since we've seen official figures of uh, these characters. Um, the Acid Storm last, in fact, Acid Storm and Ion Storm last had their outings in the uh, Generations Classic Seekers line, uh, and Nova Storm. I'm not sure how long it's been since we've. Well, uh, I think we got the um, we got that little Legends Acid Storm in Generations, and I think that and that was I think that was the last one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he um, was, yeah, he was around Combiner Wars time. Yeah, but then. Ion, Iron Storm and Nova Storm, they are, they only got names like last year or year before, like official names. So there was that classic Seeker Mold uh, Botcon three pack. Yes. Um, to, which it, turn, which it turned out was actually they, inaccurately named. Yeah. And I, I don't believe. So Ion Storm wasn't present at all. And Nova Storm was labeled as Sunstorm. Yes. So it, it wasn't really a Rainmaker's free pack. It was just Sunstorm, Sunstorm Bitrim, and Hotlink. Yes. So this is the first outing for these for these two in particular in any capacity whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm so obviously it's not something I'm getting because <laughs> it's just free voyages. But I'm incredibly happy to see that it's actually happening. Mm. Yeah, I I picked up the Starscream the other day more so just because of it's a Tetrajet uh, alt mode. And not so much having another star scream and it's just it's still amazing unless it's a, a, a more highly engineered movie figure um we just can't get rid of that robot mode in a plane i you mean the the undercarriage yeah yeah even the yeah. false chest on the back of the plane on back of it is just horrendous i don't yeah if you're gonna do yeah Look, uh, look, I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I don't own any of these molds. I'm not going to get the three pack. Um, and if you if you if you look at the if you look at the markings on them, I'm not going to get them. Especially because, as I said, I don't really like the uh, the the shit 
that looks like they've all stepped in. Oh, that but, also, but look, it, but look, go from that photo to the next one, and the markings are all in the exact same spot on every on every jet. They're just slightly different colours. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, um, that disappoints me. Um, I you know I wish I had access to get siege figures that did not have the uh, the shit all over them in terms of paint job, but we'll see how it goes. Mm. It was. It's- uh, maybe maybe it kind of works here because uh, rain ma- like the original three rainmakers were typified by sort of you know having these stark just ultra bright colors um with nothing like very simplistic color schemes with nothing to break them up at all so may maybe it works better here but then it's also going against the whole appeal of those color schemes in the first place so i don't know Maybe look. It's, it's I would say it's so bad that Brad's already moved on. I'm just looking ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the other, the other, uh, the other exclusive pack that we saw announced at uh, SCCC, which is currently available at Target in the US, but it doesn't seem to be an exclusive. It's a Siege MicroMaster ten pack because we know that the little figures are some of the best that you can get in the uh, in the line, and so uh, a ten pack of Siege MicroMasters. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of them that are repaints from readily available figures, but we're still looking at Road Police, Wheel Blaze, Ground Shaker, Over Air, Rickon, Iron Tread, Night Flight, Sly Hopper, uh, cra- Crater Maker, and Fireline. Now um, they're not all they're not all household names. Let's let's be honest, but uh, but they're they are, all wonderful names. They are wonderful. They're wonderful figures, especially um, Road Police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm what? very happy about that name. I'm 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 happy that we all you know this leaves this leaves open the way for air police, river police, uh, water police, um, base police. what, base police, base police. Yes, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's a there's there's plenty of police variants that uh, could could come through after road police. Um, it's a ten pack of siege micromasters. The micromasters are cool. They're a bit of fun to play with. Um, yeah, uh, so. Hey, Shit. <laughs> we've, we've only actually had one pack of MicroMasters hit the uh, hit most retail shelves here in Australia, and they're still, for the most part, on those shelves. Uh, it's the it's the one with the um, the police car and the fire truck, but uh, I can't remember their names. But um, yeah, look, I would look, I would be looking forward to getting more of them. Um, I, I'd happy ha- happily have more figures on my shelf in uh, little scales with MicroMasters. Yeah, great. If this is something that's easy to get, I'd be definitely down. Forgetting all these guys. Yeah, Max, your thoughts on MicroMasters? Uh, I love. I'm not buying them, but I do love them. <laughs> don't just go back one shot there, Brad. Just go. Just go back there. Don't you need? Don't you need a blue missile launcher? I do. I mean, I do. I, I, I mean, I don't need a red car, but I, I do need a blue missile launcher. You don't need a red car. What about okay. a yellow car? Oh, okay. I mean, there's I one. Have... The, there's one in the background there. Yeah, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. I wish I'd paint them the same as the G1 variants because I've got the G1s. <laughs> so <laughs> in general, the G1 the G1 colours are sort of in the, the individual packs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, when, we're not getting that many of them uh, around around Australia at the moment. So, um, yeah, they can be a bit hard to come by. Yeah. No, this, this sort of thing is for, you know, um, it, it's for a relative taking their kid to the shops and they buy them a 
pack of figures and it doesn't matter if it's tiny little things. You know, this kid's going to be really happy that they've got this box of 10 figures, right? That, that's why this exists. Well, yeah, I was talking to a lot of people at um, Nerd Mania just about the, the bot shot five packs and that, just the um just the way they've sort of put five different versions of bot shots into one pack and for five or six bucks cheaper and buying them individually. I wonder how much this is going to be because, like, the, the current game price for Siege Micromasters is about 10 bucks a head. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, like, is this, in fact, going to be a $100 set? With exclusive packaging, probably 110 <laughs> mm. Yes. We'll see. Let's move on to the next story, shall we? So, uh... <laughs> So uh, we have been wondering what would happen to Brunt, and it turns out that Brunt is fated for many greater things in uh, in the Transformers Siege line, such as becoming an Autobot and becoming a Power Dasher. Now, Power Dasher is important in Transformers fandom because uh, while he was a bit of an he was an adopted figure, there were multiple figures that were actually named Power Dasher that were released, and uh, Hasbro to Hasbro to their credit, God God love them. Hasbro didn't give a shit. They were just like, that's Power Dasher. And that other one, that's Power Dasher too. I think there, I think there was a story that uh, there was a story that Power Dasher was the most powerful Autobot ever and he kept changing his form. Uh, so when you when you would mail away for a Power Dasher figure, then the next one came along is because he's so powerful, he turned from a car into a plane or something like that. <laughs> so um, we are getting a... We are getting a a bit of a tool of uh, of Siege Brunt, as you can see in the figure on the right, who is uh, cunningly, cunningly named Power Dasher. Uh, he's he's got a black and a black and a yellow look to him, and he's got that drill bit on his head that looks like someone has just patted that cap and it's gone just down a little bit further than he's comfortable with. Uh, oh, it looks so dumb, but. He looks like, it, don't you? like he only looks dumb because it looks like a dunce hat, right? Like he it looks, does, it's also his like weird little block grin there. Yeah, no, but he looks he looks great, right? Like he does he does look great. I'm I'm really looking forward to getting this figure. Um, um let's should we should we talk about the fact that the person who's taken the photo appears to be called Toys Walker Dick? <laughs> Is that, is that a complaint? That's I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not actually sure. Uh, so the other the other power dash we have here is a repaint of I want to say six gun. Yes, yes. Now he's a, he's a repaint of six gun siege six gun. Uh, he may have more than six guns. We have we can neither confirm nor deny. But one thing that he does have is a giant clown red nose on his face, and uh, he does actually look a little bit hilarious as a result. Uh, I. The name of it completely Pennywise. That's the one. Yes, yeah. yeah. He look, look, he little, looks a little bit like any clown, really. But you know, I mean, Pennywise will be the one that uh, the one name that strikes fear into the heart of moviegoers everywhere. But he does look a little bit like a clown, just with the dark sort of set in eyes, and looks like he's got sort of red eyes as well. Do you know how it looks like he's dead? <laughs> uh, so, some let's let's also just give some special mention if you just stay on one of the photos there. Let's just give some special mention. Uh, so, well, first, first of all, so this version of Power Dash, he's a predominantly black repaint of Cog, and he's got red highlights. So he's got red red feet and sort of grey limbs. Um, 
uh, not cog, sorry, six gun. But uh, my my personal favorite thing about these photos is the Generations Select Megatron, Red Wing, and Ricochet that you can see packed away in the background there. Mm. And now that's kind of a hint that these figures might end up as in the Generation Select line. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me the slightest. The, yeah. I mean, the first thing I noticed when I looked at this photo of Power Dasher here was that I, I just instinctively went, oh, they're redecoing Sideswipe. Mm. Because it yeah, looks... They, they've, the, all, the they've, actually, scheme is they've already redecoed sideswipe, sideswipe into G2. I know. I just... I forgot about that for a second. It's like, oh, we're doing G2 Sideswipe. Wait, we've already just done a G2 second. Sideswipe. Yeah. Oh. We're doing it again. Yeah. Uh, so... There's, so this line has to end at some time, right? I was actually expecting that it's, at Comic-Con we might have actually seen what's next because Siege is part one of the War for Cybertron trilogy and come December, January, they're going to want to move into part two. So does that mean that the figures that we're seeing now are going to sort of like shuffle into part two? Um, I, we actually haven't even discussed the fan vote, which uh, the winner of the fan vote that we talked about a few weeks ago was in fact Runamuck. And so we are going to get Runamuck as whatever comes next in the siege line. Uh, I think they said Runamuck has stowed away on the, uh, the Autobots arc. So... Uh, yeah, we'll be getting we'll be getting a new figure of Runamark, which of course means we'll get a new Runabout as well, and that's going to be coming next year. So at least this time next year, there's got to be at least be a uh, whatever part two of the War for Cybertron trilogy. So where did the rest of these figures fit in? Like, there's there's way too many figures that have just been revealed to actually just be a part of Siege. Like some of them are going to have to go into part two. Mm. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Is there a next story? Are we talking Soundwave? Why not? All right. Soundwave is making his way onto shelves now. So Soundwave, um, Soundwave was revealed earlier in the year as a another Walmart exclusive G1 figure. Uh, if you know the right people to ask, you might be able to locate uh, locate him at some of the Aussie importers. Um, they've been, they've been managing to secure a bit of stock, but uh, he is hitting store shelves now, and of course. Uh, like most G1 figures, you can see these instructions are completely, utterly on the wild inside the box there. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never seen anyone. I'm sure there might be some out there, but G1 Soundwave, I've never seen one that has tight hips or good strong joints. Um, oh well, you'll be happy to hear that. Um, no, they haven't promised that for this one either. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> if they're going off the original mold, then it might be a mold issue and not 35 years of play by children but um yeah well yeah. the thing with soundwave is that that's the mold which they reconstructed from old copies of soundwave isn't it so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me but we'll retain those crappy hips yeah I, I believe they i believe they reconstructed it from sound blaster and then they and then they've paired his chest back to a single cassette uh block i'm not sure that's what I heard. I'm not not entirely certain, but uh, this one does come with buzzsaw instead of uh, instead of laser beak, uh, just in case you like your, your other bird tape. Oh, what eighty six movie did they watch? What? <laughs> Don't worry. Fair enough. Uh, and if you are in the market for more cassettes, Hasbro's got you covered for that as well. Wait, wait. <laughs> ding ding! There we go. So uh, Hasbro has released a. Uh, three pack. Uh, they say three pack, but it's actually a two pack and a single pack. Uh, you get 
the Japanese, the former Japanese releases of Gurafi and Noizu and Frenzy. <laughs> who as some, who there was a very very detailed Reddit thread. Uh, Brad, can you zoom in on Frenzy there? Is there is it possible? That'll look. That'll do. That'll do. There was a very detailed Reddit thread about someone who was very concerned about Hasbro's QA process because Frenzy's legs are obviously assembled wrong in this photo. Oh, because well. you can see the cassette tape cover on his legs, but not on his body because it's on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I can no. see that. But yeah, look, so, so, so I'm going to say, weren't complaining about the fact that his name friends instead of Rumble. I don't care. Well, I was yeah, say. yeah. So no, no one, no one really cares for the Rumble is Rumble is red, frenzy is blue argument. But they're very concerned about the fact that the uh, that the thing is obviously the wrong way around. Apparently, um, more interesting is the characters that are over to the left of the shot, Garafi and and Noizu. They're uh, they're sort of Japanese cassette beasts. Uh, yeah, turning into a, I guess, a pterodactyl and a and a, a dinosaur. They're cute, Af. They, they look great. Um, really looking forward to getting my hands on these because, uh, you know, they, these are these are cassette bots that have been they have been really rare for a number of years, and it's really good to see some reissues of them. They started they started playing with uh, the reissues of the cassettes during 2018's Bumblebee promotion line in the um studio series they packed in a couple of cassettes with uh, with bumblebee obviously they've proven popular enough for them to uh, go ahead and do some more there i am told that there is going to be another wave with the other the other uh dinosaur cassettes uh, to be reissued and i believe ravage or laserbeak are the ones that the uh, the other figure that's coming with them yeah i'd, I'd love to have a little a little grimlock-esque cassette I, I know the, he's he's really cute, isn't he? It's going to sort of come out and become half three D, where I could say the legs or the knees split apart for him to stand, but still. Yeah, I think I think I think they. I don't think he's very three D. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Looking looking forward to seeing these guys come on release. Uh, they are shipping, I believe, early September from from hasbro pulse we don't know whether or not you're able to get them anywhere else um there have been a couple of uh, a couple of aussie retailers that have uh, got them ready to sell on import though when that uh, when that release date hits yeah 35 us doesn't seem too outrageously priced for them either yeah it's more than that when they get here oh well, yeah yeah <laughs> oh well all right uh, and there's another there's another photo. So that's uh, Kapow Toys. Uh, Brad's just brought up on the screen. Kapow Toys is confirming the second, um, the uh, the the second wave, I think, and also showing. Is that a combined form of these guys? Is that what's going on? Well, I'm still waiting for the first one to load. <laughs> Thank you, incredibly slow internet. Might to load these and watch Shroud next week. <laughs> Do you think they'll have finished loading in time? Oh. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let, let, let's let's keep going anyway. I think, in fact, is that uh, is that it for news? That yeah. might be us. I think um, I think we've covered off uh, we've covered off the SDCC stuff fairly uh, fairly well. Yep. Um, yeah, we're about done. So here we are. So we, we've we've run just over an hour, um, and yeah, I think we're about to, we're about about ready to finish things off. Um, first of all. 
How about some new acquisitions? Max, have you got anything to show off? Well, I, I figured it would be such a comfortable show length as we were that I decided not to buy anything for the past two weeks. So yeah, look, I, I've I've uh, I've been similarly afflicted. Although I did actually submit an order on Hasbro Pulse. Oh, we'll talk, we'll talk about some of those things when they turn up, and they will be turning up before twenty twenty one. I was going to say too. You still- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said things instead of thing because I was about to get really worried. Yeah. Well, that's how he saved on postage. It's coming in pieces. Yes. <laughs> That might be that might be a good way to. Uh, so there there was a joke going around that if third parties do a Unicron, then they would have to you know have we've ended up with a, uh, what was it for Amiga Supreme got sold in two pieces, uh, Skylinks got sold in two pieces. My 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 joke with the uh, with Unicron was that if if the third parties did it, it'd be like a fucking spreadsheet. It'd be A B C D E F G H I J K M I F. It'd be right up to like B B in the uh, in the spreadsheet rows and columns. Then, you know, I look forward to FT50BB. <laughs> there is, however, a nice cheap way people can go if they want a Unicron on their display. Go to get a bucket, fill it with sand, and then get two horns just stick in the sand. And you have a last night. You have night a last Unicron. night Unicron. Yes, very true. Very true. Very cheap, very effective, yeah. and it's somewhere your cat can go if it needs to. I feel <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only person on this show that actually liked Unicron in the last night, just out of curiosity? I like the concept. I just wish it had gone further. Anyway. Okay, yeah. uh, so, I, so I like the concept. I wish it had gone further, but I'm also A-okay with it not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, I also don't have any new acquisitions. Brad, how about yourself? I've got nothing to share, but I could briefly run through some. Got the Siege uh, Starscream, which is probably the only Siege figure I'm going to get in the long run or for now. Um, while I was at Nerdmania, I went to the local Kmart and found, I keep calling it Bone Crusher, but it's the Rampage from Studio Series. Oh, which nice, yeah. It's a fantastic bot. I was going to stay away from the Constructicons and only go third party, but they look so nice. So, <laughs> Is someone making third party Constructicons from the movies? Yeah. Who? It's uh, another story we touched on last time. Me and Max were on. Um, I'm not sure who they are, but that includes Wrecking Balls. You would have seen the memes, probably. I believe it was the it was like a new company doing it as their first yeah. project. Mm, yeah, good luck. But the, the figures, <laughs> the figures look, look fantastic. But we can talk about that later. Um, small bot bots. Uh, Wait, you bought more bot bots? Yeah. Yep, after the uh, Pokemon gate, I've got some more that don't look like Pokemon. And <laughs> I think See, this is how big... this is how it starts, right? Like, you'll walk into Kmart and you'll be like, fuck, there's no Siege figures. I could probably get a bot bot. So, well, that's what happens when I go into Target because I've already mm-hmm. been to Kmart and Big W and there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Target's the last resort. This is how no. it starts. Before you know it, you're going to have a little shelf set aside for them all. Yeah, Studio Series, Megatron and... Brawl. Okay, bot bots. Where are they? Yeah, <laughs> but in they they do display good with the McDonald's figures, and that was one good thing at Nerdmania. I after after the last few conventions, the McDonald's Happy Meal toys are probably the single most recognizable thing that we do or have on display. And <laughs> having bot bots with them this year has just been a bonus, just to show that where where things were, where they are now, and um, and all that. So. Yeah, well, I can get those $15 five-packs, whatever they are. I'll keep on getting some bot-bots. Yeah, no, fair enough, too. I'm sure I'm sure the sure the little fella likes them as well. 
when he doesn't lose them. <laughs> it's all right. That's why they're $15 for a five-pack. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, that's about it. Uh, we talked briefly about uh, club business at the beginning of the show. It is uh, it is membership renewal season. If you are watching the show live, you've got about two days left until the end of July. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you've got about two days left until the end of July. If you do renew your membership, you will be in the running to win a Power of the Primes Nemesis Prime, not released in stores here, but is an Amazon exclusive. Uh, you can get your hands on that figure simply by renewing your membership from $5. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, what, what have we got? Programming notes. Uh, Hangouts is abandoning us. Uh, we don't really know what form the next podcast is going to take. It will be on the audio feed, but we don't know how we're going to record it, so we'll work that out. Yeah, we're, we're, Skype, we're on Skype, and <laughs> the audio version will still go ahead. It's just you might not have a video to go to for YouTube. Yep. So it happens. Uh, Besides that, uh, ooh, what, what's this week? We've got, I think I've got two more two more episodes until I'm away for a couple of weeks going to TF Nation. Oh, that'll be a good trip. We may, we, we may, uh, I, may I may ask you to hold an episode so that, uh, so that in, in case, uh, <laughs> just in case we get up to 198, I may ask you to hold an episode while I'm away so that I can be here for number 200. We'll see how we go. Well... 200 would be good if it's live from from yes but no one will be awake because it's on the other side of the planet so we'll see we'll see i might uh i might i might see if i can record something you underestimate the depth of my insomnia yes i tried this last year and it did not it did not go well that's right we'll see how it goes yeah might be a special (laughs) special live live broadcast from canadia uh, it's in Birmingham, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if someone's broadcasting from Canada, it's nothing to do with me. Oh, I shouldn't have hung up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that is that is about it. Uh, if you are listening, if you're watching the live show, thank you for checking us out. If you're listening, thank you for checking us out as well. I guess the thanks is universal. Uh, you'll find out more about these stories, and there's a shit ton of uh, links to Unicron stories in the show notes. If you want to get in touch with us, we are all hanging out in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook and other places. If you're not already subscribed, you can find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and more. Uh, the RSS feed is on the website and in the show notes. That trans- That is transformersweekly.podbean.com. Com. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers who donate their time and money to make the club and life, let's be honest, better for everyone. Our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community. One of the projects that we've actually launched this week is a national shop uh, I'm not going to call it a database. It's a big Google document that you can download to your phone if you are looking for shops in your local area and check it out. So uh, that's the kind of things that we do for the uh, collecting community. You can find more information, including affordable yearly membership options to show your support for what we do at transformerscca.com. Memberships start at just $5 a year. That is it from us. We'll be back with more Transformers news this weekend. It is a Monday night, so we'll see. What, we'll see what happens. There's been a bit of there's been a bit of non-STCC news that we can talk about uh, as we go as well. So we'll see what see what we end up with uh, on Friday or Saturday night. Lovely. See you guys. Bye bye.